Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. As always, this is the show about the show, the show within the show. And the show can be found on iTunes. Simply search Permission Granted on iTunes. Find us there. Leave us a review and comments. That'd be great because then other people get a way to figure it out and to see it, and it helps other people find the podcast. Also, you can find it on the normal DA show feed. So simply t- type in DA and CBS, and you'll see this Permission Granted podcast as well, part of the normal DA show feed. And as always, it's on the website, daoncbs.com. So a lot of comings and goings here at the CBS Sports Radio Entercom Studios, and a lot of them are behind the scenes. Well, all of them are behind the scenes. Nothing really changing on air. But we had a the producer, a producer formerly of the Doug Gottlieb show, then of the writer than you show with Bill Ryder, Adam Klug, end up taking a job in San Diego. One of the CBS Sports Radio affiliates is now in San Diego. We've got a great affiliate there, which is awesome. And he's going to become the program director. That meant writer than you's producer opens up. Okay. So at this point in time, writer than you has a producer opening. Was there scuttlebutt in the newsroom about the guys that wanted this and kind of jockeying for position? Because you you have your ear on the ground of the what we like to you know affectionately call the hogs, the offensive line. Yeah, I, I'm a finger on the pulse there. From what I gathered, I think there were like 15 applicants for the job, some part timers, some full timers, and they like a Power Five conference. The bosses settled on a Power Five to go back there and interview. And once you set that five, you're giving the all five of them real belief and real hope. But as we know, like any tournament in March Madness, only one can survive. So, yeah, there was a lot of scuttlebutt, a lot of people who were friends who suddenly become, I do better this better than this guy. You know, sure. a lot of talking behind people's backs. Yes. Because you're never going to tell somebody you're going up against the job why you deserve it to their face. And knowing I'm friends with all of them, or most of them, I would say I heard a lot, a lot said to me. And I can only just sit back and laugh. You're a bit of a sounding board around here. I think people trust you, and so you've got people from all parties. Only for, for me to spit it out on a podcast. Usually, yes. So, you know, you can you can dip your toe in the water of a lot of different pools of social people around here, social circles. So our, our good friend James Ward, formerly of the DA show, working with writer part-time right now, we thought, was going to be the shoe in for it that he was the, he was just going to move to full time however that did not happen now i've heard two sides i i believe and i don't know i've got no inside information but ward not getting that job was a huge bomb to be dropped in the newsroom because everyone just assumed he was the guy 
right? It was like, yes. if Belichick retired, Josh McDaniels would be the guy. It would be like McDaniels not getting the job. Put it this way, just like the Warriors are big favorites here over the Cavs, Ward was a big favorite for the job. Now, I won't reveal what happened. I know what happened. Uh-huh. But I cannot. I've been sworn to secrecy. I really can't say on the podcast. It smelled to me, and I don't know this, that Ward took himself out of that. Because I think if he wanted it, it was his to be had. I think a lot of people said it's Ward's job to lose. I, I honestly feel uncomfortable answering that question. Well, you question. don't have to. You, I don't I, have I'm to not answer. asking you a question. I, I, will, uh, I don't want to implicate you. I'm not asking you a question. That's just the way I'm sniffing it. I would say believe what you want to believe. Okay. That would be the best way to put it. Anyway, so Ward stays put where he's at, part-time writer than you, doing some stuff on the weekends, producer of Sunday Morning Football. Right. Correct. That means the position's still open, which means... Down to four. Down to four. And it ends up going to our man, Stu Kovacs, who has filled in for us before, primarily when we were doing nights. Mm-hmm. He's part-time on that show. He moves into a full-time role he was kind of the next successor into the position. Well, yeah, he was in a full-time role, it should be said. He was working the same role that Jolton Joe D'Aloisio used to work when we were on nights, okay. where he would be a weekend night producer and run the wheels of steel three nights a week on what would have been the DA show's old time slot, now the writer the new time slot. Okay, so Stu gets this job full-time, producer with writer. Remember, familiar with writer because he's running the board from three times a week. Exactly, he knows the offense. Right, so, right. like promoting an offensive coordinator to a head coach, even if you think he's young and not ready, it's about familiarity with the system. Remain consistent. You want right. consistency. So, Stu gets the job. Now, Stu's job is open. The dominoes continue. So, now who takes Stu's job? We find out this is unbelievable that Amy's producer, Tom D. Benedetto, a.k.a. Tom D. D-Ben. People call him D-Ben. D-Ben. Producer Tom, if you listen to After Hours. Producer Tom, Florida Gator. Florida Gator fan. Runs the Throwology website. Fancies himself a draft Nick. Draft Nick. Big Gator fan. He takes Stu's job. So now D-Ben, off of the overnights, where it was a full-time, five-night-a-week thing, to work Stu's job, which is part-time, three days a week with a writer, and then two nights a week on the weekends. Now, what are the hours on the weekends? He will work, I believe, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. on Saturday and Sunday, and then I believe Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, straight shot works four. It's supposed to be four to midnight. A lot of these guys on the low do about four to ten because they get out of there if they're writer than you and fail on their tape responsibilities. Wow. Well, I mean, that's been notorious. That's, that's not a shot at Deven. That sounds that's, like Colangelo barking yeah, to media over there I mean, with some anonymous accounts. I just know these kinds of things went on when we were at nights, so whether it was a Joe D, a James Ward, something like that. So I've got two big questions now that we've laid all of this out, okay? Which you're super into, by the way. I'm super into this. And I, I think that this translates, even though people that are not in radio, they know office politics, dominoes fall, you get that job, okay, that person gets promoted, I'm going for that job. So everybody's been part of these like office politics before. Number one, we have done the overnights before, so we know the criminal punishment that your body takes on. Oh, yeah. D-Ben is opting to leave weekends open. He had his weekends free. You're off the air Friday morning at 6 a.m. So we used to fashion ourselves as a three-day weekend because working the overnights, 
you really go back to work Sunday night. Right. We always said Friday at 6 a.m. is our weekend. He used to have a three-day weekend. Now he's saying no weekends because I'm he's, out. he's working nights on Saturday and Sunday. What would you do if your D-Bendy is stay doing overnights that Whew. beats the crap out of your body five nights a week? You know you don't sleep. We never slept well. Our bodies were terrible for it. But you lose weekends. I would say in my history in radio, this is something I've never seen before. This has never been done. This mm. is a weekday employee, although it's overnight. The point is you're a Monday through Friday employee. That people fight for those jobs. Fight for the Monday through Friday to get the weekends off. You're opting out of that position yeah. to get on weekends. Mm-hmm. Never seen it done before. Now, I will say we never did. Never been done. We did two years of overnights, and it, it wore on us. By the end, I mean. We couldn't even think anymore. We couldn't think straight. Both of us are far healthier now. We're far at less at each other's throats. Now we could be happier. There's no question. So from a mental health standpoint. The night after I did my first, my last overnight, that was January 1, 2015. Mm-hmm. That was the last overnight I ever did. You were already on vacation by that point. Absolutely. It's the last overnight. The next night I met my fiance. The next night. That's, are you serious? That's, I didn't know that backstory. That was the wow. night. The night of January 1, 2015. That's how dramatically my life changed the moment I got off overnights. That's amazing. I didn't <laughs> yeah. know that story. That yeah. should be in the 30 for 30 about your wedding. That's <laughs> right. unbelievable. Yeah. And before that, when I went on dates. You know why? Because you were grouch. You were a grumpy grouch. I was unhealthy. I was looking pale. I had bags under my eyes. And I also had to sell on dates. Yeah, I work overnights. Nobody wants to date the overnight guy. Absolutely right. Yeah, if I didn't get married in my first year of overnights, I probably would have been out of luck. You lose Danielle. Yeah, I lose Danielle. And then maybe (laughs) I'm into engagements like Bilotti, and then we really tell who's ugly and who's not. But, yeah, I mean, it's never been done before for D-Ben here. So for him to do it, he's setting a new precedent in radio, and I would say we did two years and it beat us up. He was on three going on four. Three and a half. Three and a half. This so is three and five months. Yeah, I mean that mental mental struggle has to be real oh, to make this kind of decision. Real. But you have to wonder if this happened and there was like some kind of uh, NFL union or NBA union, this would be like taking less money yes. to go play for a chance or like something like A-Rod that. Rod putting money back in to play for the Red Sox, right? Where I think the union will look at him and go, "What do you mean you're giving up a Monday through Friday job? That's what everybody wants. What are you so doing? People fight for. You're backtracking. I have to think though, it's it seems like an easy mental health decision now, but I must say. <laughs> he gets through the summer. Maybe he's not a big summer barbecue guy. Maybe D Ben's hey. not. Maybe D Ben doesn't live for the summer. But you get. I know he's a big football guy. He's the throwology, all that. You get the football season, and every Saturday and Sunday when it hits about four p.m. and you get the big NFL games, the big SEC games, and then the primetime games, yeah. and you're sitting there and you're watching them on two 13-inch TVs, right? And you're dealing right. with hosts trying to talk to you. You're trying to concentrate because you're on the radio, so you have the volume down on all the games. I'm sorry. Your, your heart is going to be ripped out if you're a football fan. Working weekends behind the scenes, if you are a football fan, sucks. He's I a, did it. He's a Gators and Jets fan, I believe. Yeah, I'm telling you, so I did it. So Saturdays and Sundays are going to be brutal. Brutal. The only way it works is if you're a tape operator in radio, which means you're cutting highlights because then your job is to watch the games and grab sound. Then, in theory, you're doing your job by watching this. But when you're concentrating on shows while the game's going on, brutal. Absolutely brutal. So I like D-Ben a lot. I find it to be one of the smarter guys we have around here. I like smart guys. Almost too smart for us. Sometimes, because I went, I think he went to Columbia. Is that right? Yes, he did. So he's Correct. A smart, he's a smart dude. Ivy League educated. Smart dude. So I'd like to pick his brain on this to see the decision making. I understand, though, needing to get off of the overnight sleep schedule. It is so brutal that sacrificing weekend nights is tough. Weekend mornings, I would eat. I don't know about weekend nights, 
but I could understand being pushed to your breaking point. We did two years. I remember I went into the boss's office fall of that second year. And I said, guys, I can't do this much longer. I cannot. You need to give me a date at some point that I feel like I can get off of this. Because if you just told me like in perpetuity, like, well, we don't know. You'll be in the overnight host might forever. Might be to look elsewhere. Yeah, you might start being like, I can't do this unless I have an end in sight. You know, I wonder. And he didn't have an end in sight. Three and a half years. But you wonder, much like the office politics that we're talking about, we there may be a move we don't know about. Like he may, maybe he's making this move with maybe. the understanding this is only going to be a year. Who knows what shakeups maybe. are coming up? And he's been told, hey, next thing that shakes up Monday through Friday will get you back in healthier. A wink, wink, nudge, nudge. McDaniel's coming back to the Patriots. Right, there could be some kind. Of, and we don't. And again, I don't know that uh-huh. at all. I'm just speculating because to put yourself back in a situation where you're working weekends with no end in sight, no guarantees, that's very risky business. Risky. Risky. And everybody around here feels it's risky. Yeah, I mean, a lot of questions. I love it. It doesn't matter what the content is. It doesn't matter that we're in the NBA Finals or the Stanley Cup Final. All anybody wants to talk about is what is D-Ben doing? Second part of this is, that's a controversial decision by D-Ben. Do you do it? Second part is, it leaves open Amy's producer overnights. Oh, boy. Does this open up a door for Robbie Rosenhaus to become full-time at CBS Sports Radio, have an on-air presence, and work with Amy every night. I will say this, and I've used this a lot about Robbie. If he, he if he goes for this and doesn't get it, uh-huh. I know that the cream of the crop around him, not that they're bad employees, there's no heavy favorite for this job. Uh-huh. I would say if he's completely dismissed about it, doesn't even get in the interview room, it says a lot about his future here. Uh-oh. I would say then that tells me bosses aren't high on him. If he gets in the room. Okay. Like the Rooney ruled. Gets, <laughs> he just has to be granted a meeting. Just has to be granted a meeting. <laughs> I think he probably still shoots him in the foot in the interview. <laughs> himself in the foot in the interview and he doesn't get it. But that being said, if he goes in there, aces the interview, just uses his bubbly personality, wants to have fun. I know Amy just wants to have fun too. I think him and Amy could be very... And, nice combo. And the X factor here is the one guy that always vouched for Robbie was Ike Feldman, who is last man yes. standing behind the scenes. Correct. Yes, he's the board op for Amy. So he could be the, if you will, yes. the source, the resource. Hey, this is my guy. Let's have him in and here. Lead stamp of approval. Right. So there's a lot to lean on. If I had to put shekels down in Vegas, I don't know who I would bet. Ooh. But I probably would not bet Robbie. Oh. But I would say I think it's. A I match- got to see him in the room. If I don't see him in the room for the interview, get him out. He's got to go find a work somewhere else. <laughs> you mean get him out? No, he's got to get out himself and go realize your future ain't here. You got to get in the room. I got to see you in the room. So we're gonna keep an eye on this here. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have like two minutes before I gotta go. I want Robbie in that position. I think he'll do a fantastic job. He'll have a little bit of a voice. Personality overnights are perfect for his personality. So here's what you do. Big personality, big cartoonish personality, perfect for that time slot. I got the I got the bit. I got the idea. I got the nomad. Uh-huh. Protests are the topic du jour <laughs> in this country. Yeah. You can protest anything. Uh-huh. I need you. 1 a.m. Picket sign outside the doors as Amy walks in. We want Robbie. We want Robbie. Hire the house. Hire the house. <laughs> And just advocate for him so much so that maybe there is pressure, like the NFL felt pressure yeah. to, to make players stop dealing. Maybe <laughs> yeah. there is pressure now 
to hire Robbie Rosenhaus for this job. If yeah. you really want to be behind Robbie, you got to do what you're right as an American and protest for Robbie. I, I feel very comfortable protesting in honor or in support of <laughs> Robbie Rosenhaus. <laughs> That's side A. We'll follow the story closely. Side B is a very creepy moment from the other day. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. All right, welcome into Side B of the PGP. Mraz here with you, host of Side B, and as the executive producer of the DA show, joined by, and this is like the second time we've done this in a matter of three weeks, I believe. Even though now I'm watching this man use a scissor to, I think, cut a tag off. It's Andrew Bogish in the morning. We're doing this pre-show here, Andrew Bogish. Uh, pre-show and post me removing an 18-inch long string from my undershirt. From your, who calls it an undershirt? What anymore? else would it be called? It's an undershirt. It's not a t-shirt. It's not a standalone shirt. It's made to be worn underneath my button-down shirt. But it's just a shirt. You don't have to say it's an undershirt. Just say I have a string hanging off my shirt. No, but it's an undershirt. Okay. All right, well... Because I would only wear it under something else. It's an undershirt. But it's still a shirt in it, essence. It is. Do you, wear, do you call your button-down an overshirt? No one calls anything an overshirt. But then why should you call anything an undershirt? Because an undershirt is a pre-existing term. I don't call mine an undershirt. I call it a beater. And we know why. We're not going to get into the... Okay, you win this one. <laughs> if you want to have that battle, ah, go ahead. Ah, ah. All right, well, we got a couple of important things to get to. First and foremost... We have to update the listeners on you like that big boy gate because <laughs> as if you've been following along with the show, we are now uh, easily over a week removed from a woman ordering a chicken cutlet pesto and mozzarella hero hearing me or seeing me overhear her order and turning me and going, yeah, you like that big boy. And as it turns out. And a wink and a smile. A wink and a smile. DA has it on his mission. Now, we've talked to other women in the sales department at WFAN in New York. Hey, have you found this woman? And yesterday, for the first time in this week, we finally put our cards on the table. Myself, you, and DA went walking through the sales department uh, right after the show yesterday. So we're around 12.30 p.m. Eastern. So you figure a lot of people sitting down, maybe coming back from lunch, eating lunch at their desk. And in walk... You and DA ready to leave for the day with backpacks on. Yep. And me, you know, just bold and bubbly. And we looked like the biggest creeps. Basically, just looking at every girl directly in the face. Did you feel uncomfortable at any point? Yeah, and, like, here's the problem. These are areas that we never go into. Right. And we don't... And in one of them, we got lost because there was not a through walkway. We had to actually double back to leave the <laughs> way we came in. Which was embarrassing. Yeah. And um, so, because we never go there... No one expected to see us. So, like, the handful of folks that we know that sit in these areas, like, hey, what are you guys doing? So, calling out, doubling down on the awkwardness by <laughs> right. shouting us out. What are you guys what, doing here? Oh, thanks for coming by for a change. Right. Um, so, yeah, that didn't help, nor did us walking by one uh, string of officers going, is that her? Is that her? What about her? Is that her? And every girl, it was like, I definitely think 50% of the girls we looked at yesterday in question knew we were gawking or at least staring them down. Right. And the irony is we weren't staring them down to check them out. Well, I guess we were in many ways, but not in the way they would think. Right. We were checking them out to see if they had pesto breath, essentially. (laughs) That's that's what needed to be done here. But then afterwards, we go through this and we realize there's another floor that we might have to go through later today. With a lot of nooks and crannies, too, upstairs. Yeah, a lot of nooks and crannies. Like, this girl has to be here. So then, after we didn't spot any, DA question, well, could she have been visiting... Uh, somebody, but again, you wouldn't order lunch like that to be delivered. 
Unless, you know what, to be honest, I don't remember her saying anything about the actual delivery. She was just ordering. Maybe she was visiting and going to pick it up. I still think... I don't think so, but I guess that's possible. Uh, we've already spent way too much time breaking down the mental landscape of this <laughs> of this woman. But ho- however, I, I find it hard to believe that, A, she would be ordering lunch in a hallway if she was visiting this office. And, B, hitting on you like that out in the open <sighs> or in any way having, any, having the chutzpah to say anything like chutzpah. that... To a stranger, not in her office. I've, to me, that's a comfort level that only comes with working here. A, making the order, and B, making the comment. I would be shocked if she didn't work here. Okay, unless, and I'm only playing devil's advocate here. Again, I want to, before I go and really overthink this, I believe she works here. She has to. But I, to play devil's advocate to that... Maybe she's so, like, confident or just, like, one of these goofy personalities that she's like, yeah, I'm going to say this. I'm never going to see this guy again, so why not I just say this? Because it is striking that I had never seen her before. And, we, you know, although we may not know a lot of the salespeople around here, we do see the faces. Right. Um, I – it was not a predetermined act, right? She wasn't like she was thinking about it. Should I do it? And had time to go, well, I'll never be back here so I can do – It was in I one do, full – It was a reflex – it was in the moment. Is it because she caught you ogling her audibly ordering this sandwich? Uh, that's, again, to me, takes me back to a comfort level of being here, knowing here, and not worried about you know anything that embarrassing might happen on a field trip. Okay, true. And a field trip is what we took yesterday, essentially. Yeah. So now DA, after we go through this walk, says, okay, we need to find somebody we're comfortable with in sales, whether it be two of the girls who already know the story, right? who have been finger-pointed only for me to tell them, almost like a lineup at a prison, that's not them. Yeah. Uh, or there's another fellow here who works here, his name's Bob, who we know well, and he was one of the people that spotted us, oh, right. coming through, but he knew why we were doing it. Yeah. So DA wants to grab one of these people to kind of lead us through so we're not uncomfortable. But the question is, will DA chicken out and do we have to go up to the 11th floor of our building to go kind of check those out? Because as you said, unless it's like Christmas party time where you're like welcome in all these areas, it gets awkward. It get, and upstairs. And what do we say when we get to her? Right, exactly. Now, DA did have the idea as well of getting the sandwich or getting something close to it since we don't know exactly where she ordered from, taking the sandwich, unwrapping it, walking it around to see if the aroma brings her out of her desk. And she goes, that's my... Or someone sees and goes, hey, that's Nancy's sandwich. Nancy, your sandwich is here. (laughs) Maybe we could somehow get her out in the open. The problem with that is, and boy, have we overthought this thing to death. The problem with that is we're assuming that's her regular order. What if she was just had a a hankering for some mozzarella and pesto and never ordered it? Yeah, but she was doing it... Does she have a menu in her hand? No. See, so I think, again, Uh, she knows what she's doing. Oh, she knows what she's doing. But then again, she did say, does it come with chips? She did. That was the adding. So that come with anything else, like chips or anything? That was like something she added. Yeah, there's the a end. lot going on here, but it's it is a it is a mystery that needs to be solved. So on one hand, we are overthinking things, but on the other, um, we need an answer and we need one as soon as possible. Okay. Now something I just asked before we brought up the sandwich thing really has to be brought up. We went in there with like we just have to find her yesterday, right? right? And we have that mentality today. I don't think DA, you or myself, has thought about exactly what do we say. Like, if we walk past awkwardly, right? And then you guys are like, oh, is that her? Is that her? And then finally I say, I'm like, that's her. Like, I'm going to whisper, guys, that's her. Yeah. 
Like, wh- and then at that point, what do we say? Like, does DA take the lead and go, excuse me? Yeah, I don't, we can't. Like, what do you say? Like, hey, we've been creepily looking for you for right. days. No, us us three idiots, we can't ambush her in the moment. Like, if you see her, you, unless, like, if you're in the hallway and it's one-on-one, no big deal. Okay, do we, do we though, like, hey, oh, hey, I'm Sean, nice to meet you. Oh, you work up here. Like, do you, like, soft talk her a little bit? Leave her be, and then wait a couple days. Be like, oh, remember me? By the way, I have to ask you something. The two, or do you have to come right out swinging? No, see, I think if we're if we're walking through an office setting and she's at a desk in a bunch of desks, I think we need to keep walking. You need to. We go past her. We get out of sight. You confirm that it's her. Then we find a connection. Then we find a third party to make the introduction. One of the people we already know, yes. or grab one of the girls that we've already fingerpointed right. and assumed was her. Right. So we can't just ju- if we if you walk past her upstairs in her little corner of the office, we can't just all of a sudden jump at her desk and go, "You're the sandwich girl." We can't do that. That's a, that'll put us off on the wrong the wrong foot. And then we'll look like creeps. And then who right. knows? Maybe they get HR involved. Exactly. We're all we fired a week things. later. You Meanwhile, saying, I was the one that was harassed by being called big boy. Exactly. Uh, right. I don't want to lose focus of you being the victim here. I am the victim. There's no question. I am. Right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, Especially if my secondary theory is ends up being true here. What's that? That she was being mean to you, not flirting with you. Well, I here's the, the bit. I think she was being both. Because I don't think you call somebody big boy and there's not a mean thought. Because that's not usually something that you say. Uh, again, but unless... Like, there, there's this mean... Some women like... Hefty men. I will tell you, there is a, a meme out there that my wife laughs at to this day because it's totally her. It's DJ Khaled is sitting down, right? Uh-huh. And it's DJ Khaled with his belly out, bare chested. Everybody knows what DJ Khaled looks like at this point, and he has a sad face. And it's something to the effect of when she's in a good mood with you, she rub your belly and tell you, you know, oh, big boy, you're so sexy. And it says, but when, but when she mad, you're a fat F. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> So I guess the point would be like, no matter what, she could even like big boys, but the moment she it gets, can go either way. It can go either way. You're just a fat right. f. In, in Again, end. putting all of these things aside, we have to find her. We yeah, have I mean, to it has find to be done. her. I, I was happy with our teamwork though yesterday, and you know what? We just looked at each other. It was like an offense breaking a huddle. You know, right. we just went. Da was sitting there. He was like a quarterback. He called the play. All right, this is the play that's come in. This is what we have to do. And me and you, like wide receivers, took off. We ran our routes, and we didn't lazily do them. We didn't pull a Brandon Marshall where he pulled up. We ran the route all the way through. We may not have punched it in the end zone, but we could be happy going back to the locker room at half with the effort. Yeah. And we just have to come out in the second half here and find a way to win the game. Personally, uh, I was disappointed. I kind of broke even yesterday because I did point out the – other part of our floor that you didn't know existed. And I had right. the the hope that I had now discovered the land in which this woman resided. But that was also the part of the floor that had no exit. And I don't so know we how had to do possible. this like spiral back to the front. Right. And we're walking through cubicles. Hi, how yeah, you doing? Hey, oh, is, is this the way out? I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, is this we accounting? Look, we, and, and when you don't know that there's not a walkthrough, you only further oh. prove you don't belong there. Now, you want to know why I knew that that place existed? Why? So there's... She said she has said nothing to me ever, but there was a woman who I saw first at my train station oh, this is and crazy. then saw here. And it took me a second to like to make the connection. And I mentioned this to our good friend, Mike Biseglia, who is the producer of Taz and the Moose. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike's a little bit of a weirdo. And in the morning, he was on a phone call somehow and wanted privacy and somehow walked from our thing all the way 
over to that part. I mean, it's a pretty long walk through other areas of solitude. Ended up all the way over there at this woman's desk after I had pointed her out to him and then brought me over to confirm that it was her. And that's how I knew that that area existed. Okay. I mean, so basically you being a creep and him being a a double creep, a double creep. Yeah. I just thought she was pretty. He somehow wandered over there, found her, and then brought me to her desk. I suddenly don't feel so weird about what we did yesterday now. No, we just, it was, we were clumsy yesterday. Clump, yeah, we weren't, you know why? Because we did spur of the moment. We didn't think it through. There was no. no real game plan. And we couldn't plan for the poorly constructed exit system over there. For sure. Like, how do people survive a fire? Well, let's just hope we don't have one. That's true. You know. All right. Well, that's gonna do it for side B. I hope finishing by, strong. I hope by next week on the PGB, maybe we have an answer to this saga. Hopefully, and hopefully she's amazing. Hopefully, I said this to Dia yesterday. We walked out yesterday. I said, hopefully this girl's a home run when we find her. Right. That she's uh, becomes a regular part of the show. Is she calling you right now? <laughs> no, my wife's calling me no, ironically, she's... and I'm not gonna let her know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let my wife know either that we're scoping out beautiful women from the Maryland Avenue train station. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for Side B. You mm. can follow Andrew Bogish at? Don't. Uh, at Andrew Bogish. <laughs> and you can follow me at Baraz CBS. Take care, everyone. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.